Apex by Alex Dawes. Do it early. While the competition's still in bed and the sky is filled with light and silence. Walk the track before you race it. Live each corner as if it's your last. Feel the asphalt against your palm. Every chicane, straight and hairpin. Whether drenched in English rain or blazing under a Mediterranean sun, the track has something to say. You won't have much time, so make it count. Soon enough, the engine will be howling through your bones. Today, there is a race. And someone has to win. It's close now. The press conference and briefings are out of the way. Stale question after stale question. George Rose, zipped into his fireproof racing suit, walks helmet in hand through the churning race paddock. You're finished. Jay shields a monitor from the sun in the close tropical air. The skin of his face hangs clammy and desperate. I didn't want to tell you this way, but better me than a stranger. He runs a hand through his sweat, damp hair. This is your last race with Team Indigo. It's over. What to say? The emotion has a bitterness gathering on the tongue. It's not unexpected, but... The moment creeps up on you. George takes a breath. Let it pass. Don't make a tit of yourself. Take it with some grace. Or, bollocks, I have a contract. The season's only half done and the car's been doing shit. You can't blame me for not getting any points in that. Casper's doing just fine. George snatches a look behind him. The news must be out already, escaped ahead of time, probably all over Twitter. Somebody talked. No wonder PR are buzzing like a panicked swarm. Blood swells in a furious torrent. This team can't do anything right, even the sack. Casper wasn't wiped out in Hanoi. Rage trembles through his voice. This season's been a disaster from the start. You can't blame me for what happened in Sochi. But the words sound tired, even to his own ears. Either you're winning, or you're losing. And everything in between is just an excuse. Listen, mate. Jay draws him in, an arm around the shoulder before the knife. There's been a spot of bad luck, I agree, but what did your old man say about luck? There's no answer. Just his own watery reflection in Jay's aviators. A pale excuse for a race car driver. Things haven't been right for two, three years, you know that. And the team feel it's time for something new. I'm sorry to do it mid-season, but we'll honour your contract. You'll be paid. Jay 
turns away with a shrug of the shoulder. It's nothing personal. George whirls into the gloom of the garage. Of course it's fucking personal. Bodies clear out of the way. No one wants to make eye contact. Faces glued to their work except for Casper, who grins into a monitor like a platinum demon. The ready-made replacement. He knows. Everyone fucking knows. 40 minutes to go, guys. No time for self-pity. In the centre of the garage, the car sits cooling in a pool of steam and sun. All lines and edges in black and silver caught in the occasional flash of a welding torch. Even stationary, it seems to be in motion. A razor-sharp monster built for speed and not much else, least of all reliability. How's the seat, George? Faceless men crowd the car in helmets, turning and prodding and grinding with tools. Feigned professionalism, words to a dead man. Fine. On goes the steering wheel, and belts too, for what they're worth. You don't just get into a car like this, you're built into it like a tomb, one brick at a time, with just enough space for the hands and feet and a twitch of the head. How's the weather? For all the dreadful news today, the car was good in practice, coiled and angry and ready to go. Dry, no showers. Hands against the wheel, there's a stiffness there. Attention, and with it comes a familiar comfort. You have no control over anything except this. The car goes where you want it, when she's in the mood. Feels like rain to me. How many times has he done this? A thousand? A million? The zipping on of the suit, the pressure of the helmet against the head, carting in the rain at Buckmore Park to this. Ten horsepower to a thousand, and now it's over. Just like that. No showers for 20 clicks, George. This can't be the last time I do this. This can't be the last time I feel this way. If you say so. There will be life afterwards, if you call it that. Punditry, holidays... No more stressing about the diet, the slow creep, the waistline, a dulling of the senses, a slowing of the thoughts. Blood drains from his veins at the thought of it. It doesn't feel like retirement. Have the wets on standby. It feels like death. Of course, George. It happens to everyone. One day you lie down and don't get up. You don't know when it'll happen. Everything has to end. 20 minutes to go, guys. A short roar to the grid from the pit, and there's nothing to do but wait. Way down in 18th. Victory is a dream from another life. Qualifying was a disaster, probably the final straw, and points seem a distant hope. Three years since he stood on a podium, six since he's been a champion. Am I coming through, George? Jay's metallic voice rattles through in a blast of hot static. What happened in between? Loud and clear. Something changed. Good. Remember the plan for the first four laps? Something was lost. 
Five minutes till lights out. Bodies pack the grid. Drivers milling about between cameras and engineers. Some blow off steam this way, but not George. He sits and simmers and waits, thinking only of what happens next. The steady beat of the heart. Not reality. Hyper-reality. Each turn of the wheel changes everything, and... George? A shadow falls across his lap. Hello, Felix. It's bad form to intrude on another driver before a race. But when has Felix Matthias ever cared about manners? Not when he ran George off the road at Silverstone. Not when he shattered his nose cone at Hamburg. Me and the boys were wondering who you'll be driving for next season. McLaren? Williams? He flashes a slick white grin. Uber? Is this the famous German sense of humour I've heard so much about? Felix recoils in mock injury. Just concerned about you, Frendel. He leans in close so no one can hear. All those divorces must have been hard on your finance. Sad to see an old man racing past his prime for the money. Oh, fuck off, Frendo. It wouldn't be that difficult. Maybe go home and polish some of your trophies, eh? To leap out of the car and deck Felix into next week. Oh, that's right. You don't have any. Felix smiles, his face full of cattish smugness. Listen, seriously, I hear today is your last race. We've had some tussles over the years, haven't we? Well, I, I just wanted to say, you suck and I won't miss you. What was that? Uh, just Felix being his usual poisonous self. Something I won't miss. Jay sighs through the interference. I'm sorry it went like this, George. We fucked up. Someone talked early. When I find out who, heads will roll. I hope you'll want a pint with me after. Sure. No hard feelings. Just a desperate stabbing in the chest and guts. The grid thins. Now, just the cars. All bums on seats. George, if this is the last time, make it count. He would have wanted it that way. A good end. After all he did to get you here. It's close. A shimmer of exhaust haunts each car. The sky is a grey blanket, suffocating and clammy. Ready. Breathe. Forget the noise. Forget the engineers, analysts, mechanics. It's just wheel and pedal and the turn of the track. Simple and clean. How was the track walk this morning? That feeling again, a stab of worry like a stove's been left on or a door left gaping. I didn't do it. Could it be that simple? Not just old, not just the money and the media and the politics. Walking the track before a race wasn't just a habit, it was a ritual. It doesn't matter. You know this track like the back of your hand. Something was lost along the way. No surprises. Forgotten. 30 seconds. Perhaps it's there somewhere. Three, two. Out on the track. One, 
Lights out. Go, go, go. Self slipping away. Three seconds, four seconds, it might as well be a lifetime. Eyeballs shuddering with transferred energy, blurring the track into a field of shivering ghost cars. On, 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 field. The body flattened with G force, a glorious pressure on the heart and bones, head driven into the spine, and still faster, faster, faster. Debris at turn one, look out, George. Chassis bunched together in a howling swarm as the track bends into the corner and someone goes, dust and gravel and whirling metal. Victor Emilio collided, no safety car. There, in the chaos, find the order, the racing line. The surest way from start to finish, take it and guard it jealously. It takes a sure eye to see it in the plunging madness and nudge the competition out of the way. Driver's okay. One, two, Three cars passed at turn one, whipping past them in the vortex of a slipstream. No data on that, George. She moves. A temperamental beast, this unreliable, moody and liable to turn. But now, now she flies. A feeling comes bubbling through the blood that today will be a good day. That's good work, mate. Keep it up. Give me 54 good laps. Please give me something to remember. No ground given. No inch surrendered. Half a lap and seven turns in and there's some fighting to be done. But he's always been a fighter. In Sicily, they called him Liago because he was dogged in pursuit. His nose jabbing away at the rear. Stabbed, stabbed, stabbed like a needle until he passed you by. You're up to 11th. Keep it up. Lap three, and some of the fire goes out. A blocker hogs the line, snaking in and out of a muted sun. Who's in front? Bastard won't shift. Felix Matthias. Who else? Leave it to Felix to piss on his parade, but not today. Pushing hard now. Down the straight, air pressure building like a fist against his heart. Arse two inches from the floor, head and helmet, heavy as a boulder. Careful, rear tyres heating up. No chance of easing off. This is alive, and everything else is a dream. Pick your moment. Already he sees it. Felix will hog the line at turn 11, so it goes. Front left to rear right. The space tightening, 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 like a spring in a fist. Getting closer. In between heartbeats at the apex of the turn, and all it takes is a deft flick and Felix is spinning into the gravel in a spray of dirt and dust. The stewards might have something to say about that. Any damage? None. Ten laps. Fifteen. Up he climbs, falling into the dead zone, the hyper-concentrated stupor of half-second eternities, thoughts floating free in a trance of now. 
Drivers on super soft seem to be struggling. Look out for your front left. Turn and thrust. Turn and thrust. More fall away. There hasn't been a race like this in years. Not since he was the boy from Wilton Mill. Casper's third. This could be a very good day for us. Remember turn 13. He always does. Turn 13 is a killer. High sausage curbs whirling into a jackknifing spin. It'll cut you to pieces if you let it. Crushing wheel, nose and bone, and flip you if you take it wrong. You'll know about it when it happens. The weight of the car smashing through your collarbone as you heave into the ground. Nothing but the halo over the cockpit stopping your head becoming a smear against the asphalt. Bad news. You saw a boy die that way. Remember? Flipping the track at Clay Pigeon. You have a five-second penalty to serve at next pit. Fourteen years old. And even now, the streak of bloody hair. For Felix, we can appeal it later. George, listen. They said you imagined it. He couldn't have been alive when they pulled him from the wreckage. Rain, George, you were right about the rain. The light going out in his eyes. Tyres. We'll need a new strategy. Everyone's on plan B. And there never was any doubt. Even after that, no question. Copy, George. Of giving up. Because there's nothing else, just this. Copy, Jay. It's already started. Spits of rain smear against the visor. Poor visibility handling gone to the dogs. Back end sliding out of every turn. And here, it's even worse. Something about the air, asphalt and grease against the tyres. The last 15 laps will be chaos. But that's okay. Forecast says it'll be heavy. Chaos has always been a friend. Copy. Let's box this lap. This was always going to be a one-stop race. Poised. Ready. Still as statues, men in helmets, waiting. Waiting. Waiting in the pit. Nothing can be done. Time to be served five seconds. It can be made up afterwards. What did they say at Wilton Mill? Four seconds. Fearless. Not the best, but definitely the bravest. Three seconds. Find the line and thinks he owns it. Two seconds. Doesn't care if he lives or dies. Won't last long like that. One second. Something bad will happen. Pit crew launch into action. Tires swapped in a whir of tools and turbocharged injection of fuel. And go, go, go! Roaring into the wet confusion. And already it's a different world. Erling just retired. You're in P7. How's visibility? Horizontal rain rattles against the visor. The track is a bubbling uncertainty. But no safety car. Spoilers stream in the slick wet ahead. Half-seen shapes in a soaking white noise and the occasional pulse of a rear light. Forty laps. It might come to that. Do not fear, because there's no other way. Instinct through the churn and spray. Forty-three laps. No one else can do it this way. All too afraid of the boy. The boy from Wilton Mill. Forty-seven laps. Nothing left to lose. Fifty laps. That hasn't been lost already. Brilliant, mate. P3. Who's in front? Casper and Oscar. Time bunches up. Every turn, a lifetime. But soon it'll be over. 
Maybe three chances to overtake, maybe less. Go, 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 into the spray. The telltale swoop of Oscar's spoilers ahead as he cuts through the water. Something wrong? So much vibration, gonna pass anyway. 180, 190. Maximum attack. Someone has to blink, 200. 220 miles an hour. Go, go into the torrent. This is the line. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. And at that turn, wheel to wheel through the mist where it should be possible with Oscar drifting into the rear distance. Sensational. You always were a demon in the rain. 52 laps. Not long left. The end is coming. Rushing towards it, towards the empty black life after. No need to push so hard, George. Oscar is losing time. You're clear in P2. I'm going for Casper. No, the team takes the points regardless. It's reckless. You said make it count. He won't let you by. Then you'll have to help me. Final lap. He knows where it ends. Turn 13. Where else? The place of maximum danger. Okay, you're gaining. He's afraid of the rain. I think you could do it. Turn eight, when to break, when to let go. It's always a choice. Turn nine, whether you want to win or whether you want to live. Turn 10, you hold on because you're fearless, because you're stupid, because you have nothing else to live for. Turn 11, only for today, only for this feeling. Turn 12, it's the way these things are decided in a fraction of a second in some rain-drenched corner halfway across the world, hurtling into a wall of water with Casper aquaplaning and close enough to touch tyres filled up with water, sliding into grey oblivion and... P1, mate. Unbelievable. I don't know how you did that. This isn't my first rodeo. Not there yet. Keep pushing. Savour it. Right to the end. Remember the feeling so you can find it again later. And there it is. The flag. Victory. First, fastest winner. Well done, George. First place. It's the only thing that matters. The only thing you can hold in your hand that's real. Some life in the old dog yet. Take the victory now. Taste it. Hard earned, never gets old. Today, there is no tomorrow. And what comes next doesn't matter. Maybe there's a life after. Or maybe the adventure's not quite over yet. It's no easy thing to win a Grand Prix. And when he finally climbs out of the cockpit, George finds himself stranded. A short jog back to the team. In the pit, the crew will be punching the air and the champagne will be spraying and there will be a place on the podium where the air is cool and clear and you can see all directions from a thousand miles. But right now, there is only sound and feeling and memory and a lonely walk along the track in the fading light.
Apex. Written by Alex Dawes. Read by Mark Lingwood. Produced by Bibi Berkey. And it was brought to you by Tempest Productions.